Welcome to episode three of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Donald Raymond. Today, as the title would suggest, we're going to talk about money, but also your capacity to earn money. So this is Learn to Earn, the income side of the conversation. Okay, so what does that mean? Learn to earn. Well, we could just learn how to make money. There's lots of different ways to do that. But more specifically, uh, this came out of, as I'm sure this will be no surprise, uh, a conversation with my son. We were uh, we were not on our way to school this time. Uh, we were we were riding in the in the truck again, as we uh, as we often do, and uh, we were on our way to an art camp that he was taking over the summer, and. Uh, he had a lot of fun with that, and and this one really it came out of nowhere, but it fit really nicely uh, with one of the podcast uh, shows that I had I had sort of outlined, and I wasn't really done with the show notes, and I wasn't sure how I was going to tie all these different thoughts together. Um, and and you know what I, I've said it before, I'll say it again: life application, right? Life experiences. Uh, God sometimes just sort of throws you an opportunity, and um, I'm trying to get better at noticing when those opportunities come and capitalizing on them. And so this was one of those opportunities. We're in the truck, and um, and you know I'm I had this show, like I said, sort of partially outlined, and all of a sudden, uh, as we're having conversation, you know, not nothing specific, just having having some conversation on the way to the art camp. He says to me that he wants to set a goal, and he must have been thinking about something he wanted because the goal came in the form of a, a dollar amount that he wanted to save. Now, he still, this is now a couple of months uh, you know, in, in the rearview mirror, he has still not told me what he wants to save the money for. So whether or not there was something specific or he just like liked the idea of, of saving for a number that you know in his mind was quite large... I, I don't know. I don't know what the motivation was. I still don't know. Maybe I'll never know, and that's okay. But the fact that he wanted to set this goal to earn this dollar amount, and, and it was 200 bucks. He, uh, he We had just counted his money that morning, so maybe that's where it came from. Uh, but he came up with this number. He said, Dad, I, I want to I set a goal. I want to earn. I want to save $200 uh, by the end of the summer or something like that, uh, or, or just whenever. And so uh, maybe he didn't give a, a time. Maybe I'm imposing the time, but he wanted to save 200 bucks. And uh, like I said, we had we had counted his money. We had done a little bit of uh, exchange, um, changed some of the dollars, uh, and broken them either like from a five into ones or tens into fives. And then he had some loose coin that uh, that I changed in dollars for him uh, because we like to take the coins, uh, quarters and pennies, and go to those penny machines where you can flatten them out whenever we visit different places. And uh, and that's just something fun that we do. So we keep those off to the side, and I changed out dollars for him, and and we put that money back into his piggy bank. And, uh, and that was the end of that exercise. And, and like I said, I mean, that had been several days between doing that and, and when we're in the car, or when we're in the truck and, uh, and he comes up with this idea for the goal. And, and that just kind of got me thinking as I reflected more on that. And we started talking about learning to earn, you know, here's, here's a six year old and he's thinking about a goal, um, which I encourage everybody to have and set goals, be very proactive about setting goals. I'll get more into that later, but you know, having goals is really what drives us forward. 
this podcast is an example of that. I had a goal to launch a podcast and uh, doing this is a, is a way for me to communicate with hopefully a larger audience uh, and, and really forces me um, a into a, a routine and a commitment to create this content and, and make it available, but also to take my ideas and my thoughts and try to try to find a way to make them more relatable. Um, you know, anybody can take something they're very good at and talk for some amount of time very intelligently. Um, and, and all of us are going to have different examples of, of different areas in our lives, different skill sets, uh, different expertise that we have, and we're able to communicate very intelligently on. However, unless your audience is also intelligent in that area, then the communication may get lost. And so I like these little opportunities where I'm having conversations with my son and, and these these little moments of uh, financially relevant conversation happen. It forces me to really you know flex that relevancy muscle and come up with ways to be relatable to him. And, and I try to use some of those examples in this podcast because I, you know, I, not, not that I'm, I'm challenging anybody's intelligence, uh, but I, I want to make sure that what I'm saying is relatable, that it makes sense, and that we could actually apply uh, these methodologies and, and these, these actions, these thoughts, these suggestions, um, or, or even these challenges that I throw out from time to time into our everyday lives. And so, so that's, that's the, the, uh, the goal. That, that's, that's the purpose uh, that I'm bringing uh, through these examples. So, so when he set this goal, it, it got me thinking about this podcast titled Learn to Earn, the income side of the conversation. So income, obvious, right? He wants to save 200 bucks. He, he wants it for something. Don't know what, but not really the point, right? He's got 50 bucks, give or take, a couple of dollars. So he needs another 150 bucks, and it's taken him a while to earn the 50. Um, but when he asked the question, it started making me, uh, forcing me to connect the dots for him about where that money is going to come from and what he has to do in order to make sure that he protects a certain portion of that money so that the balance keeps going up. So we had some conversation and we, we came up with some creative, um, you know, little tools that we could make, projects we could do together at home with just construction paper, green and red, and make a little uh, thermometer, for lack of a better example. Uh, it didn't look like a thermometer, but it was a tracker, right? And so as he as he raises more money, the red uh, part of the tracker will come out and it will move closer to the $200. So every time he puts money in, you know, I'll, I'll try to estimate how how far along that tracker he is. And, uh, and we didn't put numbers on it. We just put dollar signs, but at the end it does say 200. So he's always going to be somewhere along this continuum of zero or 50 in this case, uh, to 200. So he's, he's working toward that goal. Um, and, and, you know, using him and, and, and talking through that example got me thinking about how it applies to, uh, what I would consider to be a traditional, type of employment where you're working a nine to five or some, you know, some shift, uh, whether it's a day shift, a split shift, a night shift, whatever it is in in whatever job situation you have, you are trading time, right? Hours for dollars. And hopefully you're getting the right amount of dollars and, uh, not saying that, that, that people wouldn't be getting appropriate compensation, but you do want to know what your time is worth. And so, in this case, when we looked at the at the income side of my son's situation, 
it came in the form of chores. And now we don't do an, an allowance, a traditional allowance where he just gets a certain amount of money every week. Uh, and I don't think we ever will. We, uh, we went a different way and we created a, um, a compensation model that is essentially, it's a commission model. And the reason that we did that was so that we could combine a couple of, uh, a couple of training or, or a couple of lessons along with the chores. And so while he never is going to just automatically get a certain amount of money at a certain time, he can essentially write his own income, his own, his own value uh, with respect to the chores that he does. And, and obviously, if it's a commission model, the more chores he does, the more money he will be paid. And so if he needs $200, he could go figure out how many chores equal $200 and go do those chores and, and get the $200 tomorrow. If, if he had the time uh, and, and the patience and the, uh, you know, the motivation to go out and do that. And we all should have that kind of uh, connection to the income side of our personal equation. And what I mean is when you look at the hours that you're trading for dollars, look at it in the context of I need or I, I, am, I have a goal of earning a certain amount. And there's lots of different ways that I could achieve that goal. Uh, but within the context of my current employment, can I achieve that goal? And this is, this is an exercise in critical thought. So challenge yourself to look at your current income situation as it relates to your current employer or self-employment status or whatever that looks like for you. Challenge yourself to look at the income side of the conversation, the income side of the equation, and evaluate how much earning potential, how much income potential is there based on your ability to perform the work. I hope that made sense. I, I'll, I'll say it again. So how much income potential is in your scenario compared to your ability to perform the work? So the work has to equal the compensation that you want, and you have to have enough time and or skill to perform the work. Pretty simple concept, but do you even have the right income number in mind to meet your budget goals? And so this is where the goal comes into play, right? So have a goal, have it be re realistic, tie it to a whole bunch of really practical things. I need to make a, make a house payment. I need to make a, you know, a, a, an education payment. Maybe you're paying tuition, right? Um, and, and then we always look at the four walls, right? We're going to look at the housing, right? Or the shelter. We're going to look at transportation, food, and clothing. And these are the necessities. Anything outside of that is a want, unless if we're talking about education, right? So we've moved beyond the four walls, and now we're looking at education. Well, maybe we've got a plan for education, and we have a known cost associated with the education. Maybe we've already um, decided that that is a reasonable cost or a cost we're willing to pay, right? Because all of us have a different threshold for that, a different tolerance. And so you'll never hear me say that education should cost a certain amount, or you know, a car should cost a certain amount. We all have different definitions for what that means. But we have to make appropriate decisions within the context of our income situation. Or we might have to change the income side of the conversation. So that's where this idea of learn to earn comes from. So rapid, tying this all together, I've said a lot of different things. Uh, but if we if we take this idea, we take all of these different you know variables that I've identified, and we we package them up into this idea, this concept of learning to earn. You need to understand. We all need to understand what our skills are first, and what we're capable of performing 
as it relates to the ability to receive compensation for the work. And so that's going to be dependent on whatever market you're in. And you need to be willing to and take the initiative to do the research in the market, in the, in the associated market within that industry, and figure out what that work is worth. Then you have to look at your own ability to perform the work or provide the solution or the product, whatever that looks like. And if, if you're in a traditional employment situation, you're probably in a pretty simple scenario of trading time for dollars. And it's simple math. Uh, if you will trade X number of hours, then you will earn X number of dollars. And if that, if that works, if those numbers reflect a, uh, a situation where you're meeting your budget goals and those budget goals are healthy for your situation, then maybe you're already there, but maybe it's an opportunity to stretch a little bit. Maybe you can dig a little deeper. Maybe there's a, um, a role that you could pursue that would allow you to leverage your skills even more, uh, and improve the income associated with your ability to perform work. In any case, what I am challenging all of you to do is apply a very basic model of evaluating yourself and your, and your own skills within the context of your market, your industry, and your ability to perform uh, work as it relates to the compensation in those roles. And the way that I would suggest that you do that is you would apply uh, basically a filter and there, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Um, you know, do a little bit of looking. It's different markets will have different um, metrics that you can measure yourself on um, or different industries rather will have different metrics. Uh, don't just use, you know, metrics in a can, so to speak. Find some really applicable measurements that you can hold yourself accountable to and do your own self-assessments. We've, we've all had to do them uh, in a professional sense, but a lot of those are pretty canned. Uh, and I'm holding up the, air, the proverbial air quotes here. Canned assessments probably are not the most valuable. I think we could all agree in that. Probably no, but none of us really look forward to doing those. They tend to uh, lose a little bit of their of their value in the traditional sense. Uh, but if we can learn to exercise that muscle of self-evaluation, that can be infinitely valuable uh, to us as individuals, as leaders in our household, as leaders in our community, as leaders in our trade, our craft, our, our companies um, that we either own or work for. And so, you know, as we as we think about this as a form of self-development um, and discipline, this this muscle that we want to exercise called self-assessment becomes exponentially valuable and you will get better at it over time but you want to be very very honest and and you heard me use the term critical thought before this this is an area where critical thought really comes into play and so look that up google it you'll find a lot of resources but the the basis for critical thought is that you're going to have very black and white questions and answers and when it comes to self-assessment, sometimes that can get a little gray. We all want to make excuses for why we do things a certain way, how we do things. And sometimes those can um, sort of become self-destructive, right? If we, if we have a goal set based on an assumption about a skill and something that we're just not very good at and the market isn't compensating us for, but we think we're the best at it, it can definitely be self-destructive. So we want to, we want to guard against those things and make sure that we're being very realistic with our assessments um, but do the assessments. The, the assessments themselves are extremely valuable. So find one that, that works for you, tweak it, modify it. You know, none of these are gospel. None of these are written in stone. Uh, and every one of us has a different 
uh, way of evaluating, and we, we will have different reactions to the way some of these assessment metrics uh, are phrased or are are designed. And so, so feel free, you know, get creative, design your own, read a few, and then just make your own if you want to. I've I've done both over the years. I tend to uh, gravitate toward a uh, a self assessment, which came from a book I read several years ago. I, I believe it was Dale Carnegie. Uh, was the author of this particular book, and he outlined 30 uh, questions to ask yourself. And so these aren't predefined metrics. These are just questions. And so the metric can be whatever you decide to answer the question with, uh, which I found very uh, freeing in a sense. I, I could ask these questions, and I could I could answer them. And I try to do this quickly because you're, you're evaluating yourself, so you should have a pretty good handle on on your own performance, so to speak, and so when you go through these 30 questions, answer them quickly, then go back later, give yourself some time away from it, go back later and read your, read your responses. See if you want to make any adjustments to those responses. Were you, were you fair uh, to yourself with your responses? And when I say fair, I, I really mean critical. Where did you answer these things honestly? And, and over time, what you'll find is you'll identify you know, gaps. You'll identify opportunities where you can just get better. And so, so go through the exercise and really have a, have a good assessment of your ability to perform a service or provide a product uh, for a for compensation in the market and then go beyond your own self-assessment to the next step in this in this journey of learning first is the self-assessment next is what does the market pay for that right so if we're looking at a widget and the market is paying a certain rate for that widget and you have the the ability to 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 manufacture, you know, X number of widgets, a thousand widgets, whatever that is. What does the market pay for a thousand widgets? What would your what would your fixed cost be and your time commitment be? And how does that compare to the compensation you're earning today? Right? Do these assessments, and it doesn't mean that you have to leave your job. If you if you decide that through this analysis you could earn a lot more money. If you got into the manufacturing side, there's still some barriers, right? You, you've got to have a, a customer base. Do you have a direct line, a supply chain, uh, a conduit to the customers that are going to be purchasing and agreements in place so that you can make this product available? That, that would be a hurdle, right? Um, and all of those are just questions that need to be answered. But that, that is back to the idea of being very honest with your assessments and really getting a good understanding of what the total cost is to provide a, a good or a service to the market, to the, the customer base that's going to consume it, and what they are willing to pay for it. But once you've done that, you can take that information back to maybe your employer, right? And you can, in a very professional way, start to have a conversation with your employer about a raise, a new job, whatever that looks like for you. Or maybe you discover that you're, you're very comfortable and very happy right where you are. I would suggest that most of us are not going to come to that conclusion. There's going to be one side or the other. You may find out that you are receiving more compensation. Uh, this is rare, but in some cases, in some rare cases, you're going to discover that you're receiving much more than you're worth. And that's great. Uh, but if that's the case, I would, I would suggest that you probably need to start contributing more. Find ways to contribute more if that's the case. Uh, in more common cases, what we discover with, with clients is that they are severely uh, or at least marginally underpaid. And so that becomes uh, empowerment for that individual to go have a conversation with their supervisor and say, listen, you know, I know that the market is uh, willing to pay me for, for what I'm doing, and I'm giving you the opportunity to compensate me uh, fairly, and I'm willing to stay, and, and you know, this, this can be a great relationship. I can also say with confidence 
that employers are looking for employees who have the initiative to step out and say, I am worth more. It's very rare that that conversation ends in a negative way. However, you do want to be prepared for that. So, so take all of that information and in the context of learning to earn, earn in the context of learn to earn and focusing on the income side of our potential, what we're looking to do is not necessarily increase the income, but we want to confirm, we want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the income we're receiving is fair and equitable for the work that we're doing. Because at the end of the day, you can boil all of this down to an exchange of time for dollars. And if you're contributing too much time and you're not getting enough dollars, and we've all felt that, then a couple of things could be going wrong. And one of those things might be the income associated with the work that we're doing. So we want to have a very clear understanding of what we're worth. And if you could put a number on what you're worth to your family, to your community, to your local church, to your employer, and then to the market, if you can do that analysis, you will find a much healthier balance with the work that you're doing, the time that you're committing, and the income that you're generating. And you may even discover opportunities that you didn't know were out there or find motivation to pursue a goal that you may be put on the back burner. Something that you didn't think had opportunity, you discover has opportunity. Again, a very freeing discovery. You can take that information, you can apply it forward, um, and you can you can maybe go places you didn't think you were going to go. If you've made it this far, then you've heard me issue a challenge to all of you listening to this podcast. Self-evaluation, market analysis, the time you spend doing it is worth its weight in gold. Uh, having that information, arming yourself with the, with the right information, creating a, a business plan, um, even write yourself your own compensation model, and then use that as an example to help you walk through a conversation with your employer so that you can make sure that you're getting the right compensation. I promise you this is an exercise worth doing, even if you never have the conversation with your supervisor, with your employer, uh, or you never increase your rates if you're self-employed. Doing this assessment will give you a healthier understanding of the work that you're doing as it relates to the time that you're putting in and the compensation that you're receiving. And if you have an income problem, then this will get you infinitely closer to solving that income problem and meeting your goals. So do the assessment, discover more about yourself, make a small change, learn from it. Make a bigger change, learn from that. Repeat. Okay, so full disclosure, uh, this is probably the episode that so far I have had the most um, hesitation about publishing. I, this is one of those topics, uh, it can be a little bit sensitive, but I wanted to cover it because I think there's a lot of value here, a lot of opportunity, and, and it's something that 
you know, I struggled with early on and, and in some ways I think I continue to struggle a little bit in the, in the whole, uh, assessment of, of value, um, you know, to the market that I serve to my customers. And, uh, and certainly it was something that in my professional life I struggled with, um, in seasons, you know, I, we all go through those seasons where we wonder if we're truly being compensated fairly and we, maybe we need more or want more. And so we start thinking about ways to achieve that. And so this is just one of those topics that, you know, I found, um, a, a lot of, uh, peace, uh, is the word that I'll use. So I, I found a lot of peace and a lot of satisfaction from going through that assessment exercise and identifying those areas where I could be honest with myself and say, you know, this is an area that I need to improve on. And so that that process of self-assessment and self-development over the years has has shaped me into who I am now and and helped me to to bring value to my customers, uh, to bring value into the job environments uh, where where when I was employed, and I worked with teams in a different capacity, I could add more value, real value, and bring that to the table and feel much more satisfied with the work that I was doing. I hope that you'll find this message inspirational and motivational because that is the goal of this podcast, to bring inspiration and motivation to everyone who finds it. And I hope that I've done that. Yeah, please let me know if uh, if you found this message inspirational, motivational. If you've done this in the past or plan to do this in the future, I look forward to hearing from you. I'll be bringing more content later on this month. Um, as I said before, I'm still finding my rhythm. I think it's going to be about two weeks and, um, and trying to find a rhythm that works for me and works for you guys. So stay tuned and uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.